Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here from Epiphany Communications and Coaching. Uh, communications strategist and uh, leadership and career coach. And I'm here talking about one of our favorite family fun places to go. And it is truly a Michigan jewel. And that's the Detroit Zoo. Randy Hamilton is the director of guest relations for the Detroit Zoological Society, having been with the nonprofit organization for nearly eight years. She's an essential part of the guest experience at the Detroit Zoo leading everything from admissions to rides and attractions to public and private events and so much more. Randy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me today, Vanessa. It's wonderful to be here. It's so wonderful because we're really heading into the summer season. Spring's been here. So you've been, you know, and people have been enjoying the zoo so far, but it's an exciting time. The zoo is fun all year round, but I think this is my favorite part of the, of the season is the summer season to enjoy the zoo. So let's talk about some of the, the attractions you have. The Dinosauria, is that, is that what it's called? Yes, it is. It <laughs> is actually a, a local favorite. It's been around now for um, quite some time. It has had 11 iterations of it over the last few years. Um, it usually is here about every three years we have it on, and then it takes a couple years of a break, and then we bring it back again. So um, we were hoping to have it actually last season, but due to COVID, we delayed uh, the launch and brought it back this year instead. Okay, so tell us what it entails. Sure. So Dinosauria is um, really, it's an opportunity to kind of travel back in time with an immersive experience. It's a walkthrough trail. It's spread over three acres here inside the Detroit Zoo. Uh, really nice winding wooded trail that features 29 animatronic lifelike dinosaurs that are um, built based on true dinosaur um, fossil findings. So they're as close to true life size as possible that we can know. Um, and the, the trail just takes you through um, an opportunity to not only learn a little bit about what things might have been like for them as they walked the earth, but also the way in which they relate to some of the animals that you would see in real life today. Wow, that's so cool. I mean, to experience that, and I'm sure that's a family fun attraction, one of the biggest ones. And so is it going on all summer, uh, Randy? Can we see this? Sure okay. Yeah, yep. So Dinosauria is open until uh, Labor Day weekend. So it'll be here through the, September 5th. And um, it is $6 per person. Um, ages two and older, and that is open every single day from 10 until the zoo closes. And um, it can be found just inside um, the kind of the middle portion of the zoo where our iconic Rackham Fountain is located. It's not okay. too far from there. And uh, it's also part of our attractions package too. So not only can people purchase tickets individually to attend Dinosauria once inside, they can also um, purchase our larger attractions package. We call it our total experience package. So for a $13 rate, guests can get a ride on the Tauber Family Railroad miniature train, or they can choose a ride on the carousel, one or the other. And then they also get a choice between one of our 4D theater experiences. This year we are featuring two 20-minute films, which are 4D in nature. Um, and by that, I mean they're not only 3D with 3D glasses and imagery, but they also provide a sensory experience. So there will be 
wind blowing, bubbles in the air, snow oh. falling, <laughs> your seats move, there's bass plates that rumble. Um, and we're featuring two films that are, like I said, 20 minutes each. One is uh, called Tiny Giants, and it's a focus on um, some of our local nature. It is a BBC film about a young chipmunk gathering its food for the season. And then the other feature is a edited 20 minute version of Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs to align with our dinosauria experience. So it's a lot of fun um, for families and uh, visitors young and old. Dinosauria is just one of the many exhibits as you just heard Randy talk about. I love the films as well. Uh, you know, we'd go as groups of families too when my daughter was young and it's fun to bring with the friends and, and do an outing at the Detroit Zoo. So along with Dinosauria, what else do we have going on? I understand, um, Randy, there's a whole lot going on, including, uh, well, that's, you know, talk about family fun, but then you have an exhibit for, or an attraction for after hours 21 and older events. So tell us about that series. Sure. So um, of course, with COVID, we dialed back our events significantly. And mm. um, we brought a few back last season, but this year we're back in full force. So um, Zoo Brew, of course, is a local community favorite, which recently just passed. We had our first of the 21 event series um, in May. And then we have three more left to go this season. So what that also includes is coming up in in July, we have Summer Sips, which is kind of a take on, um, you know, uh, Jimmy Buffett themed style experience. Guests can come in, no kids in the zoo. It's a very limited number of visitors, no more than 2,700 total to have the entire zoo to yourselves for the after hours experience, which is really quite a wonderful atmosphere. Um, and it has uh, cocktail, beer, and wine tastings throughout the footprint of the event. And um, we'll have a Jimmy Buffett cover band among other activities to do here in the evenings. Um, that event is on sale right now for our members and goes on sale to the general public coming up on the 17th of June. And like I said, that event will kick off on July 29th. Another part of our series is going to be more about the Halloween theme. And coming up in October, that will be Spooky Spirits. And Spooky Spirits is again going to be an opportunity for people to get dressed up and enjoy the fall festive season um, and come in and wear their Halloween costumes, but have a little bit more fun on a, on a 21 plus side of things rather than being here with the kids that normally come for Zoo Boo. Uh, and then we'll round out that 21 plus event series with polar beers, which will be featured in December along with our wild lights experience. So um, on that polar beers night, again, no children in the experience. And it is a nice way to not only engage in the wild lights trail and have that nice, intimate and um, unique atmosphere, but also taste some really great local seasonal beers um, during the winter months. You know, this is wonderful, Randy, and you talk about moving past COVID. Are we back to kind of a pre-COVID normal at the zoo? I know a lot of places are trying to get back to that pre-COVID uh, life. So I would say yes and no. I mean, there are definitely some things that we, you know, I think we'll continue to see stay where um, we've, we've had some learnings, I guess you could say, or some silver linings, so to speak. So there are some things that we've implemented throughout the zoo that um, we're going to continue to manage, such as ways to facilitate a better guest experience by reducing um, the number of people in one space at one time. But we have 
reduced the uh, need for reservations for our members and our visitors. While we encourage people to still purchase online in advance for their best rate possible, we no longer have a limit on our um, you know, number of people we allow into the zoo in one day. So it is a, an opportunity for people to come a little bit more easily and freely than having to plan so much in advance like they did during the, the peak of um, the pandemic. So even though we're still in the midst of, you know, obviously having to, to navigate the challenges that do arise, um, you know, we, we've made a lot of operational changes, so it makes it a lot easier for guests to visit throughout the season. Masks are currently encouraged in many of our indoor spaces since you're still traveling with guests who are, you know, not within your normal, um, you know, group of, of people you sure. would spend time with, but um, we do still encourage them strongly when you're in, in certain locations in the zoo, but they are um, optional. They're not required. So we're talking with Randy Hamilton today, Director of Guest Relations for the Detroit Zoological Society, having, she's been with the nonprofit organization for nearly eight years. So much going on at the Detroit Zoo, and it's always my favorite time of the year to visit the zoo. Uh, and along with the After Hours 21 and Evening series, you also have the Sensory Friendly Evening. So tell us about that. Certainly. So this is something we're adding new this year. Um, we haven't launched it yet in our um, press release, so this is going to be coming out very soon. We're going to do two nights, one in July and one in August. So there'll be July 25th and August 31st. And what's going to happen is the zoo will still be open to all visitors, but we're going to make some changes to our operations. From the hours of 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., um, we're going to make some changes to, for example, our Dinosauria Trail. That area is a little bit more of a sensory inducing location. There's loud noises, there's smells, there are things that could, you know, um, activate some who might have more sensitivity than others. So we're going to reduce the volume along that trail. We're going to adjust the movement of the dinosaurs so they're not as possibly startling as they could be to others. Um, our Penguin Conservation Center, the Polk Penguin Conservation Center, it has a 4D experience in it that offers loud sounds and water that sprays and a number of other things that can um, induce motion experiences. So we're going to reduce that experience down a little bit, make it a little bit more palatable and accessible for those that might um, have challenges walking through that environment. Um, we're gonna make some changes to our volume of our music in our areas. We're gonna offer for some tactile experiences with our volunteer groups throughout the zoo and uh, just really offer kind of a slightly, you know, muted or more accessible experience that people might not see throughout, you know, a normal zoo time visit. Wow, that's wonderful. So accommodating so many people and you really, um, Randy, you guys all try to think about something for everybody. So for the entire family at all stages of their lives from different experiences and different backgrounds, you really try to think about how you can engage everybody. Yes, yes, absolutely. We have a wonderful team um, that, you know, whenever we sit down and we talk about what we can do more, what we can do better to um, reach all of the members of our community, um, we constantly find ways to, you know, reinvent or refine ourselves so that, um, you know, things that maybe we didn't think of four or five years ago or even three months ago, we find ways to implement those and try to communicate, you know, the, um, the changes that we make. And we also, you know, we, we reach out a lot for guest feedback. We use our community surveys, and um, a lot of times we'll also reach out for focus groups just so that we can learn what areas we need to improve upon or what areas, um, you know, we're being successful in. So we know what works and we know what we need to, to take another, you know, crack at and improve. So you also have um, a members only evenings. And so mm -hmm. tell us about the membership itself and these special events for members only. 
Certainly. So uh, recently we made some adjustments to our membership. One of the biggest feedback items that we received was that our memberships were a little complicated, maybe too many things that, um, you know, made them uh, not like a one size fit all option. So we went to um, categories that were a little bit more broad. And so we have um, memberships that range anywhere from just an individual who's looking to have that um, relationship with the zoo just for themselves. And they can come um, for um, as many times as they want throughout the year, unlimited access and free parking for daytime visits. And then we also have um, relationships for family memberships and supporter memberships, as well as individuals with guests. And so so really we've made it so people can make things a little bit more bespoke with their membership have them fit their lifestyles and their families and their friends as much as possible so those memberships range anywhere from 77 dollars starting at the individual all the way up to 300 dollars for our full scale um, supporter membership we also added this year something new which is um, people can put a Dinosauria pass on their memberships mm. so that they can have unlimited access as well to Dinosauria. Now, that's a special deal that will end, unfortunately, on June 30th, since then they um, then would still have three full months, well, two full months to enjoy Dinosauria before it wraps up in early September. But um, it's a it's been a huge hit. We've had so many people that have added that Dinosauria pass to their membership. Um, but along with the membership also comes some wonderful um, perks that a lot of times people don't realize we have. So as I mentioned, there is free parking that people can take advantage of for um, daytime visits. And then they also get um, advanced ticket sales. So when we open up, for example, that 21 plus event series and a few other events that we have on our um, calendar, members receive the luxury of a two week window of time prior to us making those go on sale to the general public. So they get their best opportunity to get tickets. Um, some of those events actually even include a special member rate, select events do. So um, we have things like yoga at the zoo, our bike safari, those actually actually have a special member rate for them as well. And then in addition to that, we have our digital publication of Habitat, which is a wonderful quarterly magazine that our, our team puts out, gives everybody updates on not only what's happening at the zoo, but also what's happening with some of our internal our international partners um, and the many things that they can look forward to for the year. And then it also gives them um, the opportunity for those member-only nights. So as I mentioned um, earlier, those member-only nights are going to be in July on Wednesday nights only. We will extend the zoo hours to 8 p.m. for members only. So from five o'clock to eight o'clock at night, those members can come in and have the entire zoo to themselves, including all the attractions will be open. They won't be free. There'll still be a charge for them, but it is only for members on those nights. That's wonderful. So if people want to become a member, Mm -hmm. uh, do they just go to the website, Randy? Is that how it works? We have multiple options. So they can go to okay. the website to purchase a membership and they can see all of the selections we have there. We also have a wonderful services team that can help make um, you know things happen over the phone. So if anybody likes to purchase over the phone rather than online, they can. And then we also have it available for purchase here on property. Um, we do one of two things. We have a rebate option. So guests, when they do visit, if they think they want to convert a membership, they can use a purchase from their day's tickets and apply a portion of that purchase towards a membership. Um, and we also have gift certificates for membership, which is a great gift to give people um, for, you know, multiple oh, reasons. that's Birthdays, a great graduations idea. Graduations and so yeah. on. So gift yeah. certificates are available both online and in person if you wanted to give that extra gift of love for the zoo. <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea. That's a great gift.
Um, and you also, um, Randy, have Sunset at the zoo. So tell us about mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. So Sunset is coming up here very soon and tickets are still on sale as we speak. Um, and those can be purchased online. And Sunset at the Zoo is our premier, like biggest fundraising event of the season. Um, and it's truly a kind of like a food and wine festival, so to speak. Um, we offer not just wine, but other beverages, but we have more than 40 restaurants that are represented between local food trucks and local um, restaurateurs. And then we also have um, local entertainment that comes in. We have the Blue Water Kings and Tom Butwin and a few others that are featured here that evening as well. And it is a wonderful night to come and really support the mission of the zoo. So even though this ticket is a little bit on the higher end, tickets start at $220 a piece. They, it's an opportunity to not only have a really great and intimate evening at the zoo, but also support the many mission pillars that we have that are important to um, our zoo community. So uh, it's a way to support our education program of course, the animals and the conservation programs that we have here, as well as our sustainability initiatives that not only support the zoo, but the community around us. That's wonderful. So we're talking with Randy Hamilton today from the Detroit Zoological Society. The Detroit Zoo, a family fun attraction all year round, but so much going on in the summer. Perfect time to take the family and friends out. And, and, and when people are out there, uh, Randy can obviously there's vendors to you know spend the whole day there so there's places to get food but can they bring a box lunch or how does that work they picnic there or? yep we ask that people do not bring any alcohol in it's not permitted so guests are still welcome though to bring their own picnics we have a number of locations where people can sit in nice shaded areas um, picnic tables throughout we also have options too for anybody who wants to gather and maybe organize a larger event we do a number of catered and non-catered picnics for people in many of our pavilions with our events team so um, you know we organize lots of family reunions group activities business groups that come in with organized events on a regular basis um, but then guests are absolutely welcome to bring their own items or of course buy from the many wonderful food offerings we have here yeah that's wonderful so and then also run wild for the detroit zoo what is that <laughs> So Run Wild is our 5K fundraising experience. Um, registration is currently open as we speak. The 5K run registration is $45. And we also offer a one and a half mile fun walk for $40 that happens within the zoo. So we shut down the 10 mile service drive along the zoo here and guests do a 5K um, race route that takes them through Huntington Woods and ends inside the zoo. And it is a sanctioned race. It is timed. So um, there is winter medals and um, it is set up with one of our partners at Chrono Track who helps us put this race on every year. And it is one of our other major fundraisers for the zoo that we do on an annual basis. So we're actually coming up on our 26th annual run this year. Um, and we're hoping to see close to 3000 people participate this year. Wow, that's wonderful. And so can they, for all of these events that have find out more, um, uh, Randy, do they just go to the website? Absolutely. Visit DetroitZoo.org <laughs> and then go to our events page and you'll find all of the details for everything that we've talked about today right there. Okay. And so in addition to that, if people are listening and they want to have a, a private event, I know people that have had their weddings there. Yes. Uh, so, and, and then maybe they want, I, and I know nonprofits have had their walks there. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I, I walk it for strides for seminarians every year, yes. every year yes. there. So tell us about that for people listening. Maybe they want to organize a walk for a fundraiser. They want to have a wedding or a graduation or whatever mm -hmm. kind of event. Tell us about that. 
Certainly. So we have obviously a very unique venue for all kinds of occasions, um, including corporate offerings as well. So um, we have an events team here on property who will help service whatever those needs are. Um, and the easiest way to reach out to us, either calling us directly and asking to speak to our events team or going online. And we have an online form where people can fill out their inquiry and we'll connect with them right away. Um, but we do, we host everything from, as you mentioned, the fundraising walks. We have actually 27 fundraising walks being hosted this summer. Um, and then we have a number of weddings that book with us, graduation parties, retirement parties, and like I said, the very many, um, uh, you know, reunions and, and business picnics that come in as well. So um, it's such a great and unique environment. Not only can people book like food and beverage and things to have as a memorable experience, but we can offer add-ons like the train, uh, the carousel. People can add dinosauria, for example. We also have um, what we call our private zoo evenings. You can have the opportunity to rent out the entire zoo for one night for just you and your group for up to 4,000 people. So, um, you know, it's lots of opportunity there to host a very unique and memorable event. And how do they go about doing that? Do they reach you personally or do they go to the website? Yep, they can they can call directly to the zoo line or through the website and fill out our inquiry form. And they would be speaking to one of our uh, representatives on our events department, which is headed by Megan Gregg. And uh, they will um, be connected with a specialist to support their event. Right, Randy, we're big proponents here on Itcher Community of communicating, connecting, and collaborating with other um groups in the community, like other organizations, mm -hmm. how do you collaborate? So how does the Detroit Zoo collaborate with other people um, sure. in, the, in the area? So it, it depends on obviously what the event is. So for example, um, we have community partners for a number of different things. DTE is a wonderful partnership with us. They are often one of our sustainability supporters and partners, um, sponsoring many of our sustainability efforts, not only in events, but for other options of um, you know, unique opportunity throughout the zoo. We partner with other groups like Gleaners, for example. They're a community partner for our Bunnyville event, and um, we do a, a food drive and also give a portion of our proceeds from the main gate on those dates to their organization. Um, we work with Mittens for Detroit and Toys for Tots. Um, we've also done a lot with River Rouge um, group. We've done a lot with Forgotten Harvest. Um, so, you know, we've worked a lot um, as well with uh, our local um, education supporters and our school districts. The mm -hmm. education department here has been um, not only doing virtual programming during COVID, but now they're doing a lot more in-person programming again. But we have um, a funded event or a funded program called Day at the Zoo, where schools can submit to be um, selected for their curriculum to be included in um, zoo programming. And they will have students bust here for daytime visits to do education here on location at the zoo um, as part of that special funded program. So um, there are lots and lots and lots of ways in which we work with our community um, and, and find new opportunities on a regular basis. Um, even down at Belle Isle Nature Center, um, we do quite a bit down there with Lake Muscaday cleanup and um, we work with Robot Garage, for example. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there's, there's just a number of ways in which we have found to connect with not only our local um, conservationists, but our scientists in the area as well. You know, can you share with our listeners why that's so important to connect and collaborate with other groups? How does that help you with the work that you're doing and for the greater good of the community? 
Absolutely. I mean, our, our primary mission, of course, is focused on, um, you know, four major pillars of concert. Well, really, I should say five. So conservation, education, animal welfare, sustainability, and um, diversity and inclusion uh, and accessibility. So when we are working on those, there are so many tremendous partners in the area um, with resources that, you know, not only align with that mission, but also would really benefit from that relationship with us to get those wonderful messages out there into the community and not only making their programs stronger, but ours as well at the same time. Um, not, you know, everything from providing people experiences that they might not always have otherwise to creating awareness, um, mm. you know, for the causes that um, really help us and our environment in the future. Um, you know, even though we have the things that are ahead of us today and that people can work towards today, there's so much that if we don't change right now, the future could be even more challenging. So we like to try and set that tone and that foundational learning and message that people can take away. And when we can partner with community members and help them with their platforms as well, it's a very rewarding partnership. Wonderful. Randy, we have a couple minutes left with you here on Your Community. What else do you want to share with our listeners here before we let you go? You know, I, I would encourage everybody if they haven't been to the zoo in a long time to make their way back, you know, not only has there been some things that have changed in the zoo, but it's interesting to me whenever I engage with guests, um, when I'm out and about it's consistently I hear I haven't been to the zoo since I was a kid I haven't been to the zoo in over 20 years it has changed so much and it truly has you know we have so many new experiences so many new habitats and even the way we've done things over time has reinvented itself um, mostly because as we learn new things we adapt and we change and our goal is to always do what we feel is going to be best not only for the environment and those who visit us but also the ways that it can sustain for the future so um, you know if you haven't been to zoo in a long time, make a plan to come up and visit us, whether you're coming just to see the animals or to make a full day of all the attractions. You know, it's a gem that's here in the area that I think a lot of people sometimes forget about and uh, making your way back here is well worth it. Great. Wonderful. Brandy, thank you so much for joining us here on Itcher Community and sharing with us the story of the Detroit Zoo, one of our greatest gems right here in Michigan. Thank you so much, Vanessa. It's been a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. If any questions or comments or topics you want me to get to, Vanessa Denhagarmo, you can find me on many different platforms. You can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching. You could email me there at our info line or, or you could go to any of my social media platforms. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook or on LinkedIn. You could follow me there, like uh, friend me, and you could private message me on any of the social media platforms as well. As always, we remind our listeners to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.